got some spicy nugs. Oh, he got the spicy nugs. He got the spicy nugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They nugs, spicy. They were bad. Uh, it's bad when the when you click on a link to McDonald's.com and the app opens on your phone. Oh, God. We saw your eyes light up looking at our spicy chicken McNuggets share box. Nugs, nugs, nugs. Delight your senses with oh-so-tender chicken breasts covered in a hot and crispy coating. Enjoy your spicy chicken McNuggets with our spicy chili dip, if you dare. Official copy of McDonald's.com. Products on sale may be restricted at different times and are subject to availability. Prices may vary. Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly chat show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. If you've been knocking around these parts for the past few months, you'll know by now that our love for talking absolute nonsense over an ice-cold beer is totally unrivaled. If you are new around here, you won't. But you'll get to know. Think of this podcast, Set Meals, less of a food podcast per se, but a chat show led by the insatiable hunger of its hosts. Last week, we talked to the coolest man we've ever met. And that is not, I repeat, not an exaggeration. Yeah, we spoke to Crispin Somerville, creative director of El Pastor, touching on a life filled with owning nightclubs in Mexico City, asking Kiefer Sutherland to take his clothes off and bringing truly authentic Mexican food to London. One night, um, Kiefer Sutherland, who was filming with Courtney Love, they were filming Beat, and he goes, this place is fucking brilliant. I'll do anything for you. And I said, okay, I've got a brilliant idea. I go, I'll go, this is in the upstairs, I'll go and play an old American rock and roll song. You take off all of your clothes. And he goes, brilliant! So he stripped down to his pissy Y-front whilst I played Sweet Home Alabama. So if you're yet to listen, take a minute, hit pause, skip back and check it out. Honestly, the coolest man I've ever shared a refried bean with by some distance. A frajole friend. And aside from giving you high quality food chat, feel free to check out our social channels. At Set Meals Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram for visual delights that audio features simply can't satisfy. Right, enough of this intro, Lark. Let's get on with the show. Right then, news section. We're back to season one vibe. Yeah, we're going old school. We are going old school, baby. Can you go old school when you've only been around for a few weeks? Hey, we are. So we'll see. No we- guests. We ain't talking to no one. This season so far has been full of guests. It's been full of special features about IKEA. It's been mm-hmm. full of very exciting oh, I things. I forgot to tell you something. I forgot to tell you something. On pod. On pod news break. Go on. Got an email back from IKEA yesterday about actually speaking to us on the phone. Oh. So annoying. They emailed me back. Lovely lady. Said she was on holiday with her family and has been for the last three weeks. Big vibe. Swedish. Apparently Honestly, it's a thing. worth just speaking to them anyway. Yeah, I might do that. She said, very nice. She said, think the, 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 the problem was I worried to link her to the episode because I couldn't exactly remember what we'd said and whether or not we were taking the piss out of Ikea. So yeah, this episode has none of that. This nope. episode is taking us back to the roots, yep. which is general inane chat yes. and a good old-fashioned restaurant section. Ooh. This is definitely a Saturday morning making your breakfast episode. 100%. We are relaxed. In a way, even though it's like 8pm on a Monday and we've been working since 7am. Yeah. We've just been to McDonald's today to try. What have we been to try? The new spicy chicken McNuggets. That is the, le- that is the least excited you've sounded about a McDonald's item ever since I've known you. Because we ate them. <laughs> they, they were terrible. They were bad. They were bad. They were a bad nug. They were a bad special item, which you don't like to see. You don't like to see it. Name me one special item that you've actually really enjoyed, though. 
I'd agree with that. Because the thing about the special burgers is that they always make them look really good and then they're even more woefully disappointing when you actually open the box. Hark back to the, the Grand Big Mac. The uh, Grand Big Mac, perfect example. But which didn't actually make the pod because that was in the pilot and we didn't oh, actually yeah. release the Grand Big Mac. Maybe we could put Grand Big Mac content in the air. Yeah. Right, I've got a few points on this. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. For the sake of the listeners, I'm going to go some way of explaining what kind of person I am, just to sort of form some kind of defence. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I am, as you well know by now, very impulsive, and I do say things sometimes and then forget that I've said them. There's no malicious intent. I'm just, I'm quite scatterbrained most of the time, and it has got me in trouble in the past. Yeah. With with the ones that I loved, dearest. That makes you sound this is a lot darker than actually. Yeah, it's is. really not that dark. I just for, for for example, this is how light it is. I promised you that we were going to go together. And well, no. First of all, you messaged me in capital letters saying very excitable, mm-hmm. and then you promised me that we were going to go mm-hmm. and try it together. The word promise is the killer there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, promise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can I grab a couple of uh, tomato ketchups and one barbecue, please? You'll be happy to know, in the name of uh, in the name of art, I'm in the basement of McDonald's trying the new Grand Big Mac with bacon. I went to the uh, the McDonald's branch on the corner of Charing Cross Road and Shaftesbury Avenue. It's not even a good one. It's not. It's f- actually, I go so far as saying, do you know what's annoying about that McDonald's is that it's it's recently been renovated, so it it isn't a bad one. In in like aesthetically, it isn't bad. But it's full of tourists, which for me is a is a negative score. And there's always builders in there. Nothing against builders. Nothing nothing against earning an honest an honest buck. But they're just fucking everywhere, and it's always really busy in there that, with that's builders. The problem. Busyness is the problem because busyness the standards go down because they don't have to provide as you know like yeah, when you have sure. loads of tourists in there, you can just chuck out any old thing, and it doesn't really matter. Any old shit. Uh, first impressions. Good. I don't know how much the bacon actually adds, but generally okay. Um, however, I will caveat that by saying I am in a McDonald's basement and it is miserable. So Grand yeah. Big Mac was an example of a McDonald's item... I mean, wasn't that good? With that in mind, mm-hmm. we can't name a good special item. Correct. The only thing that fills my heart with total joy is that when they put a new, bring a new cheesy bite. You like a cheesy, cheesy bite? Cheesy dipper, mozzy dipper, cheesy bite. Mm-hmm. It's all the same, it's just a different shape and they sometimes do a slightly different sauce. But whatever it is, I'm on board. Yeah. You know what you're getting, you know it's going to be good. They call, they'll be like, oh, it's a, it's a Monterey Jack yeah, yeah. bite. Yeah, my tons love a Monterey Jack, yeah. to be fair. Uh, so that's fine, but the spicy nugs. Mm-hmm. We went in. We went to uh, McDonald's in Dalston, East London, which, to be fair, the best of days is an absolute shithole. Yeah, famously, I don't know if it's the only one, but famously, it's a McDonald's with a roof terrace. So we sat in there. We tried to go to the till area because you're like, you know, it's better audio than like just like pressing a plastic screen. Yeah. Turns out, no one in McDonald's wanted to serve us because everyone was like literally doing nothing. 
absolutely kidding. Everyone knows. One of the reasons why uh, robots are going to take over from humans is because robots actually do a job rather than stand <laughs> around not doing anything. Where are we going? Oh, we going for the spicy nugs. Nine spicy nugs. It was so busy in there. It was like four, five deep at yeah. 20 past five on a Monday. The entire screen with the, from the collection bit was completely full. Yeah. Do you know what freaks me out with the screens when there's like all the big codes from the Uber drivers? Yeah. Throws me that. It's like 86, 87, D3QRP, <laughs> exclamation mark, 801. It's like, what is going on? And you're like, oh, is that, is that, maybe I've got another number. We've been hacked. Because if your number isn't on there, hacked. you're like, well, where's my number? Am, yeah. I D, am I D3201? We ordered the nugs and nugs alone. Nine spicy nugs, because quite frankly, what was the other option? Four? Six or 20. Oh, six or 20. Three's not enough. Ten each is too much. So we went for four and a half each. Yeah, which was also too much. Yeah, because it turned out that they were shit. What was the overall sort of marketing angle for the spicy range? Couldn't work it out. It was basically the, the four new things, new items were the double quarter pounder. What was spicy about that? Nothing. Okay. Che- new cheese bites. A burger that just said the word signature next to it. Mm. And I'm like, the thing is, is calling your burger a signature burger if it's a new item doesn't make sense. No. Because the signature burger of McDonald's is Big Mac. They were shit. They were like a really weird, a glowing red colour, but they weren't that spicy. No. So this is my my main gripe with them was that they were sort of, and, and I'm not someone that can particularly handle like really spicy food or anything, mm-hmm. but they weren't spicy at all, really. But then they served them with a spicy ketchup. Yeah. But I'm like, surely the idea is, you know, a bit like a buffalo wing and a blue cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. You want your your spice from the actual thing, and then you want a sauce that cools it down. Yeah, isn't that isn't balance, that where the, the balance, enjoyment the comes from? Yeah, hundred percent. The light and shade. Yeah, it wasn't that. It, and and also the we we agreed that the like by the way we're not the first people to sort of like say that they're not spicy because there have been a lot of people chatting about how unspicy the spicy nugs are. And I feel like I I the pessimist in me says that McDonald's have done the spicy thing to sort of like attack a different audience like get different people on board mm. maybe like they're going for like, like that whole like Szechuan sort of Chinese hot spicy thing yeah but it's just because that's what my, like, McDonald's do now like really shit cultural appropriation just to try and get people on board uh, it's not working though they're not spicy at all no and, the, and I'm glad we're part of the I'm glad we've jumped on the bandwagon 100% the they're... band nuggin <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't even work. See how many things I've tried to shoe on the word nug into today. Cool nugs, bruh. The, the, the nuggets and sauce combo tasted like when you get uh, sweet and sour chicken from a Chinese shop. It was like a sweet and sour chicken ball with that red, unidentifiable red gloopy jelly sauce. Oh, which, which, actually, when I get it from the Chinese, I don't mind. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But I don't want it from McDonald's. No. We agreed that the spicy nug ruined a nugget. It's annoying because it's, it's, it's taken the fun out of a nugget. It ruined it. Yeah, because the, the texture of the outside of the nugget, the dip, how suitable mm-hmm. they are for dipping, everything that you love about a McDonald's chicken nugget mm-hmm. was ruined because the it was almost as if they'd been dipped in spicy oil and the oil just hadn't really come off them. and like They, they were notably more oily. They were more oily. Yeah, and it just... The, the spice was neither... Do you know sometimes you get a spice and it's a bit chemically because mm-hmm. it's it's neither like fresh chili where it's like got some actual flavour and spice or where it's like so hot that you can't feel your face. Mm-hmm. It wasn't either of those. No, it was just boring in the middle. It was shit. It was so, really bad. 
I I would genuinely say to people if you're walking into McDonald's and you're thinking about getting a spicy nugget, just get a normal nug. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is coming from two people who absolutely love McDonald's. Yeah, love and. That was a um, that was a vote against McDonald's in my opinion, and also the other thing that really put me off the Nuggets was the fact that there were some absolutely terrible people in that queue. Can we please leave this McDonald's? Yeah. The other thing that happened to me last week was I was working on an edit, mm-hmm. uh, and a producer friend of mine who was producing the job, who by all other accounts is great. She's cool. She's nice. She's funny. Good taste. Then she told me. <laughs> I know he gets And say. you know this. I do. Because obviously I instantly messaged you about it when she told me while she was in the room. She told me that she likes to eat. And I think her exact quote was one of my favourite things. Is a mashed potato sandwich. Obviously, with that, there's a textural sort of clashing of horns because they are very much the same texture. Especially if you're using like Hovis or whatever. It's the same thing. It's just one. But then what the thing the thing that I thought immediately was when we were in Japan, all we ate was egg mayo sandwiches and it was soft, soft, soft. No, soft, soft, soft. But egg mayo sandwich, wet and dry. But uh, yeah, but tuna, tuna mayo sandwich, wet and dry. Soft, but wet and dry. Mashed mash sandwich. Mm. As a, to be honest, this is the second time we've talked about mash on this podcast coming from a controversial way. But I would let you know that both the people I was in the room with that were talking about this mashed potato sandwich also both had mash on their roast dinners. Like the heathen, ah, fire seasons that they my are. My people, my people, my people, come to me. So come to me, come to me. <laughs> so, so it's a thing, man. So, I'm telling so, you. So you get, and I actually spoke to her mum on the phone hey, about it. Go on, build the sandwich for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I was to, I, so in the pub afterwards, she phoned her mum, mm-hmm. and her mum talked me through it. Now, apparently. This can we is, get the mum on the pod? I, we can certainly try. Let's get the mum on the pod. Right, I'll get her to talk you through the recipe. Hi, I'm Marie. I'm Frankie's mum. I'm just here to enlighten you to a new cuisine called an open sandwich, a mashed potato sandwich. Um, so I'm of Irish descent, hence why the mashed potato is so important. So you need white bread, always the crust, Irish butter and warm mashed potato on top with rock salt. Um, my variation is a vegan version, which is generally now a sourdough, vegan butter, warm mashed potato, and rock salt. Enjoy. I love mashed potato as much as the next guy. You know I do. You know I'll go straight to M&S and I'll be eating the thing. I told you before. Yeah. Of the ready mash. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. I don't even want to make it myself. That's one of those like 60 day invoice has not come in. Boom. You, the other thing, mash. the other thing, sorry to rant on this, is that if you're, it, mashed potato actually takes quite a long time to make. Yeah. So if you're just making a sandwich, mm-hmm. just make something else. Mm, yeah because it takes you it takes what it takes 5 minutes for your water to boil 15 minutes to mash get is like 20 minutes 25 at, minutes at least mm, yeah ah, alright look fine fine but I hope you know that in the next few days you're going to get a barrage of text messages and voice notes from me walking you through my mashed potato sandwich making Listen, adventure alright we, we have and if to you make think, it and if you think that is not a fucking standalone Instagram story you've got another thing coming sir we have to we have to test it at set meals podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I can't. I can't, I've got to see it to believe it. Yeah, please. 
Restaurant section this week. We're going to level, yeah? We're on a budget, all right? Do you know what? We're on a budget not only financially, but also time-wise. Yes. Been very busy. We have to remember that this is a uh, much-beloved side project of ours. Passion. And that often our front projects, (laughs) (laughs) uh, often our full-time employment Mm -hmm. gets a little busy. Yes. And we can't commit as much time as we would like to the pod. So... We thought rather than stress about it, we would just tackle it head on, go somewhere local, quick, easy, mm-hmm. cheap, but actually somewhere that I've actually wanted to do for quite a while. Yeah. Because I feel like there's some quite interesting wider conversation to be had around it. I agree. We went to Mangal One on Kingsland Road in Dalston, East London. Uh not to be confused with Mangal Two, which Or Mangal thirty seven exactly Exactly. This this stems the initial conversation of are all Mangals related? And what does Mangal actually mean? Okay, Google. What does Mangal mean? Mangal is the Middle Eastern name for barbecue. Beyond just consuming food, Mangal often means a family or friends gathering. There we are. Now we That's know. us, friends gathering. That's us, baby. We are we are gathering all sorts. And the wider pod family, they're gathering. Mangal One is just off Kingsland Road, opposite a very new and very atrocious brew dog, which is in place of birthdays, R.I.P. If any of you listeners regularly go to brew dog, stop and then, listening. And then say that you like craft beer, we don't want you. Mm-mm. But yeah, we kept it local. Uh, we went to grab a couple of beers. A couple of on-brand beers. Yeah, so Mangal... One, honestly, even when we've just been there, I still get confused. I know. Mangal One is BYOB. Mm-hmm. They actually do sell beer in there as well now, though. Oh, interesting. Did you, not, did you hear, not hear the guys behind us on the table ordering beers? And they said, oh, is it BYOB still? And they said, yeah, it's both. Oh, I like so they that. they have a license. I mean, B-B-Y-O-B. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe they don't have a license. D-Y-O-B. Do, D-B-Y-O-B. Do bring or bring. don't bring your own booze. <laughs> C-B-Y-O-B. Can bring your own booze. I Y W if you want Y C B Y O B O B Y B H. You could bring your own beer, but you could buy it here. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, so we bought a couple of beers, uh, a couple of FAs from the corner shop. Let's get something authentic. Should we get this? Oh, I don't want that. I want, I want oh, this. Let's get something really authentic. Let's get a couple of Coronas. <laughs> Uh, FAs? You got, I got a big one, you got a little one. Which was the same corner shop in uh, that famous Nike ad, which Skepta in. Yeah, famously got pulled down. down. <laughs> yeah. So BYOB's quite nice, because it just feels like you're getting one up on the on your price. Walk down a very suspect side alley in that end of Dawson, which is one up from, one, one road up from that terrible pizza place we once went to. When we were really oh, we got drunk, in. yeah, and we went after going to um, High Water, which is a bar across the street, and we got locked in there, and we were sat there, and I've got a picture of you and our oh, friend Tom. To put that on the on the story. It's so bad. It, honestly, one of the most like grotty. Yeah, it's one of those places that in an, in a series like um, like Luther, it's like a front business for someone mm. who like is like a serial killer or something. So the thing about your Mangal or Okakmasi restaurants in London, which that which are a dime a dozen, especially mm-hmm. around by us, there's so many. Is that the front of them is basically looks like a kebab shop. Yeah. And it's very practical. There's no particular effort really at any sort of atmospheric no. scenery. 
No, this just, this just seems like there's no effort being put into no, it. No, everything that's in there is there for a purpose mm-hmm. and is there just because it was cheap to do. And yeah. Thing. Which, which, fine. Yeah. That is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But what those places have about them is the people in them. We were chatting when we were in there about how back home, like where I grew up, which is like fairly large town outside of London. And you, I grew up in a small town in the arse end of South Wales. <laughs> we don't really have like this similar sort of Turkish food. No. It's basically a kebab shop, which is which is a dirty night out 3am job. Basically like chicken and pizza land or something, yeah. which is like a fried chicken Royal, shop, kebab shop and a shit pizza shop. Ours was Royal Express. Exactly. Right? Same, same. So that's what we have that you wouldn't really ever sit in there and eat. No. The meal because there's, no, there's no seats. The only no. seats that were in mine were like two windowsills. The one thing that I that struck me, and we mentioned this when we were there, actually, is that the reason why we don't have those places, like why that isn't a prevalent thing in like the sort of smaller towns or like sort of where we grew up specifically. This is not just a like tar all international cuisine with the same brush, mm-hmm. but we said the atmosphere is not too dissimilar to like going for a curry. Yeah, where it's just you order quite a lot of food. Yeah, and you know, in Turkish place you have your bread that comes with certain dips, and in the Indian but, place you have your pompadoms yeah, but, that but, come but, with but a thing. More, and it's all more about. I think I think more like you you go for a lot of you go for good value and good food, which it is good food. But there's also there's no fucking airs or graces in terms of the setting. Yeah. All right. And it's kind of drinking food, isn't it? It's kind of food mm. that goes really well with like four or five beers. I guess, but, in, yeah, I guess in this country it's kind of almost built, it's become synonymous with that. Yeah. So why, you know, why where I grew up are there like 10 curry houses that on a Saturday night are absolutely packed and there don't seem to be any Turkish restaurants? Yeah. I went home quite recently and had dinner with my mum and we went to... The only Turkish place that I can think of in like the next town over, and the way they've had to do it there is to make it quite like trendy and like modern. It's weird, isn't and it? And everything comes on like a big square plate, and it's all like silver skewers. And it, it, they've had to do that because I think I don't know. I don't know why the very no frills, laid back Turkish restaurant doesn't work. I just think maybe there. it's an element of Indian restaurants. A bit, oh, such a thick, like such a thing, and I wonder if it's just because the wave of sort of Indian migrants has come to this country in like the seventies. That has just become a natural part of UK culture, right? And rightly so. Maybe that just hasn't happened with with sort of Turkish influx. Like maybe there's just maybe the sort of Turkish community is maintained in bigger cities. Like, you know, the, 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 it hasn't really dripped into smaller towns. Like, like again, like I'm from South Wales and certainly not the case. There's not a massive Turkish population at all in South Wales. But, for example, out in the outskirts of Cardiff, massive Indian population. And obviously there's a Turkish population, but not in the same way as you go to East London and it's just like the norm. It's like there's a huge Turkish, like around here where we were mm. bored, huge, like Green Lanes and all that area is all Turkish food. And maybe just that, maybe just because it hasn't really got yeah. a sort of which is again though the the point still stands is that it makes sense to be everywhere because as a culture we get it we already enjoy turkish food naturally albeit through the medium of a very thin sort of take on a kebab which is what yeah. like you know air quote kebab shops are with just like donna meat or whatever but that is also what a kebab shop is like it's not not that 
It's no. just that there's, there's just a very slim offering that is then, again, synonymous with like heavy drinking culture, and it's just like eating on Saturday night at four o'clock in the morning when you're just on a street corner trying not to vomit. Right. Yes. Yes. Please. Please, Please can we get one lamakin? Yeah. Uh, some chachik and some hummus. Yeah. Yeah. hummus? Yes, please. Um, and then what do you want? Well, we'll share one kebab. Uh, and yeah, let's just get one and we'll share everything. Cool. Let's get a shish kebab bit of lamb, please. Just one question? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, do we want anything else? I think that's good. Yeah. So first of all, I like the way that they just bring you bread. Yeah, I love that. Bring you bread. Don't charge you for it, I don't think. Don't think so. Although we didn't have an itemised bill, it was just sort of like no. number. So which? Well, maybe. Which? I loved. Also a bit of a... Uh, but they bring you a big basket of nice warm bread. It's really fluffy. Really good bread. Um, you can't you can't not order dips. Yeah, exactly. Which is a, which is a good strategy. Do you know what I'm going to say something? Right, Mangal Two, which is my local, their bread is a bit thinner, and they'll put it on the meat on the barbecue. Mm. So when it comes, it's hot, obviously, but it's also smoky and a bit oily. That is a vibe yeah. for me because the bread in Mangal One was thicker. Good bread in a place like that is just such a winner. <sighs> Danger. It's absolutely and you danger. Just get, you just you pile through it, don't you? So first of all, they came over, they opened our beers for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you say, we ordered hummus, chachik, lamakan, and lamshish kebab, which uh just worth... So because it is this manga, Okakmasi restaurant, basically at the front they have a big charcoal grill, basically mm-hmm. like a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you have like lamb sheesh, it's just big chunks, like substantial sized chunks of lamb on a skewer. They cook straight on the coals, mm-hmm. um, like straight, not even like on the grill. It literally just sits over the top of the, like really close to the coals. You can't really get much more like raw cooking. No. There's no oil. It's, they don't even brush it with anything, I don't think. Just smoke. It just, yeah. It's like, and that's what the real thing is, is really it shouldn't taste that good because it's not seasoned or anything. Exactly. But the reason it tastes so good is because those coals have been burning for however many hours exactly. and they've had all the other juices and stuff dripping on them and that's why it's so tasty. I posed the question to Twitter earlier today. Is a kebab really that bad for you? Well, we've briefly touched on this before. Yes, I know. But on topic, in it? Well, it's why it's more interesting to ex- explore it a bit further. Currently, with 20 hours left, uh, 27% say yes and seventy uh, overwhelming 73% say no. I think it surprised me by how many people think it's yeah think it's healthy because I I, I was always expecting a... I always think that people generally think kebabs are really dirty and unhealthy but obviously mm. not obviously people share our opinion that they're actually relatively clean yeah because like you say there's nothing to it the, the actual kebab I mean yeah the dips maybe aren't the healthiest thing in the world but all, that again, we have today not not awful not yeah. awful but you know yeah loads of yogurt is not yeah fair it's like fatty whatever. But the actual kebab dish, the lamb was so was quite soft. literally unreal. Yeah, just 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 meat and veg. Yeah, that's it. A lot of time, a lot of time for it. La- I'd always go lamb or chicken. This lamb was really really good. It was excellent. I think the lamb I I had in, when I went to Istanbul last year was the best lamb I've ever eaten. The restaurant atmosphere wasn't pumping when we went. No. So sometimes sometimes we think, oh, is, is the audio from the restaurant going to be okay because there's music on? And so and we kind of think, well, that's that's the reason that we do the restaurant yeah. section, right? Is to, to try and bring you explain along to and, people yeah. what these places are like as well as the just the food that they serve. Um, 
We didn't have that problem this week. It wasn't really a worry this week, was it? No. Because it was us, uh, uh, sort of young dad with his with his little boy, and two other people that came in a little bit later. But other than that, the entire meal, there was nobody there, which I like. But also, it's weird because I enjoy that atmosphere as much as I enjoy it when it's absolutely heaving. It, for me, same. I, I like it because I feel like... It feels quite London to me. Mm. Those sort of mm. places, like the, especially that kind of Turkish restaurant, it feels very London. It feels just like. Also, do you know what? There are so many like refined, fancy concepts that are really well thought out, and there's loads of backing, and it's just a business, 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 money tuner. That you just don't get that feel. We talked about it when Shepherd's Cafe season one, and it's the same feeling. I have that same, like, I just love it. Cause it's just, it feels like this is real London. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. And just get a little bit lost, lost in the world a little bit. I love it. I would implore anybody to go to Mangal one. If you're not from London, especially if you've never had sort of barbecue Turkish food, I would be interested to know if, because this is the thing as well, right? Is that every other restaurant section we've done have been a very specific... Bar Shepherdess, back mm-hmm. in season one, mm-hmm. has been a very specific restaurant. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I feel a bit more like... It's representative you, of... Yeah. And it's absolutely not to say they're all the same, mm-hmm. but they do ha- all have a very similar character. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, even if you've not been to Mango One, you can probably... Replicate tally these feeling, comments yeah. up with a place he goes. I would be really interested to know if there are people that are listening that are from you know towns mm-hmm. that have those places, and yeah, if yeah. there are communities like that, for sure, because that does it does interest me as to whether it is just a big city thing mm-hmm. or whether it's just a coincidence that where yeah. I grew up, where you grew up, Haven't and the UCT Lawrence Union didn't really seem to have them. Yeah, right. All right, amazing. Thank you to Mangal One for having us. Thank you for listening to Set Meals. Um, we're going to be back next week check out our social channels at Set Meals Podcast uh, for visual delights we'll see you next week for more food chat indeed goodbye see ya see ya